In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. There was a discussion among some of my colleagues earlier this week about how effective was our pastoral ministry. How effective was it when so often pastoral ministry consists of having a cup of tea and a blether with folks? That might not sound very effective. It may not even sound like it's the best use of time. And certainly many of my younger colleagues felt that way. And yet, isn't it the way that Jesus went about his ministry? In calling folk into the kingdom, whether gently or with challenge, and even at times with ridicule, Jesus liked to do it over supper, dinner, a picnic lunch, a barbecue, a wedding feast. Table fellowship was important to Jesus. And I've said time and again that the days that I find most fulfilling in ministry are those days when I've sat in folks' homes, when I've shared coffee with them, admired their pictures of loved ones, been privy to awards that hang on their wall or paintings stuck in their fridge, mementos that tell stories, some of which are shared, some that don't need to be, but all part of the bigger picture of the person with whom I'm sharing. It's also the reason that I fight a constant battle against weight gain. Often those coffees are accompanied by home baking or other temptations. But sharing table fellowship deepens relationship. Or it can, if we allow it. Jesus got to know all sorts of things about people by sharing round their tables. And they got to know him. And so relationships were formed through which Jesus could show his compassion. Through which Jesus could throw out challenges. And through which Jesus could, at times, rebuke. It's a simple fact that folk are more likely to listen if connections have been made, if relationships have been formed. At the beginning of the week, I was involved in a meeting and there were about 12 of us gathered around the table. We shared coffee at the start of the meeting, for most of us had travelled a fair way to get there. And then we very quickly got down to business. Since we all had a bit, of a, excuse me, a bit of a journey to get home, we decided that we would continue working through lunch rather than take a break. But as we all got what we wanted, tea and coffee and sandwiches, we caught up with each other a wee bit since there hadn't been the opportunity earlier. I was mid-conversation with someone when we realised that our colleagues across the table was telling a joke and the whole table stopped to listen. Having shared with each other before, we recognised the change in tone and we all knew that it was worth holding off on our conversations to listen in to his joke. And that's what can happen in table fellowship. We can get distracted, we can get sucked in and that's not a bad thing. It's good 
to be able to pick up in nuances, to catch the different emotions, to hear what is said, as well as to listen to what is not spoken aloud. So let's never underestimate the power of a wee cup of tea. Not just its cure-all properties, but its, its ability, its relationship-forging ability, and thus its gateway to loving and caring, to challenging and cajoling. Jesus not only practised table fellowship, but used it to illustrate the kingdom of God. In the gospel passage that we read this morning, Jesus was at a meal, and he used that meal as a lesson on how we should be hospitable to others. Jesus took the table plan of the meal in which he shared to teach his followers how to practice humility and how to find honour. It would be better, Jesus told them, to sit at a lowlier place and be moved up than to take a higher place and be moved down. We can all see that. Even today, that makes sense. But Jesus goes on to say that we should think carefully too about whom we invite. An invitation shouldn't just go to those who are likely to return the favour, but should extend beyond those bounds to those whom we know will never be able to repay our hospitality. Now there's a challenge. Would we be comfortable parting the night away with those who are not like us? Of course we wouldn't. When we have downtime, we want to chill with friends. When we have something we want to share with others, when we want to celebrate, we want to choose carefully those who are allowed in on the celebrations. We want to choose carefully those in whom we invest our time and our effort and our hospitality. And that's not just about them perhaps on some future occasion returning the compliment and extending an invitation to us. That's about who we would feel comfortable with. And while in the odd occasion we might just push our boundaries a bit, while we might now and again share with someone who's very different from us, wouldn't that be an exception rather than the norm? We can blame our busy lives. We can blame our lack of free time. We can cite many reasons why we feel the need to guard our table fellowship and restrict it to those whose company we know we will enjoy. But still, Jesus calls us to something different. And so I wondered about Jesus' table companions in this gospel story today. Jesus is eating with one of the Pharisees, a leader. It's not one of those people in the fringes that we often see Jesus associating with. Or perhaps, perhaps the leader of the Pharisees, because of his exalted position, is as much on the fringe as the more obvious folk with whom Jesus eats, the tax collector, the prostitute, the leper. Folk become isolated as much because of their status 
as because of their lack of status. And Jesus manages to embrace either and all. He could get down and dirty or he could scrub up nicely. Either way, Jesus would embrace those with whom he shared. Not blending in, that was never Jesus' style. But meeting folk everywhere, however lowly or mighty, with the challenge of discipleship, with the challenge of inclusivity, the challenges that being part of the kingdom of God demands. We gather this morning to share table fellowship and Jesus meets us here, not unobtrusively, not blending in, but right in our faces. Jesus, in relationship with us, reads us all too well. Jesus meets us here with compassion, with challenge, with ridicule, and with rebuke. Whatever we need is here in this table fellowship. Sharing table fellowship deepens relationships, or it can if we allow it. As we share today, may we find ourselves becoming more open to those around us, more open to their pain, to their joy, to their companionship, to their hidden depths, to their shyness, their awkwardness, their familiarity and their strangeness. May we give thanks for the stories we have shared and hold gently the stories that may never be spoken aloud. And in all of this, may we find ourselves becoming more open to the ways of the kingdom that Jesus sets before us. To God be the glory. Amen. Thank you.